0: Hello, and welcome to East Dropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm José. And we've just been to see Ken Loach's new um, depressing film, Sorry We Missed You. (laughs) Uh, Hot on the Heels of I, Daniel Blake, which came out three years ago? Yes. And won the Palme d'Or. And which we saw together. Yeah, this was pre-podcast, so we never did a podcast on it, but we saw it together and...
1: And we had, uh, you know, one of those incredible moments at the cinema, there was like this pensioner there, you know, who just stood up at the end of it, and went on a rant, like an emotional rant, you know, something like... I remember
0: what he said, it was, it was, it was one line, so maybe it doesn't qualify as a rant, but it mm. was impassioned. Okay. He said, we're the fifth richest country in the world, and this is a disgrace. Yes. Um, I, Daniel Blake, was about uh, the benefit system, primarily, mm. set in Newcastle. And it was about a guy who um, was was dealing with the benefit system, and there was a female character who was using food banks, had kids mm. to support that sort of thing. It was it was very depressing and um, and very pointed and very targeted at the conservative government.
1: Yes, it was like a you know political intervention really, and I suppose you know the Daniel Blake has become a byword for what uh, Tory Britain uh, uh, has has become. The um, story shambles yeah
0: um, <laughs> but um I, I insist on underlining <laughs> yeah it, uh, well, that's you know, that's what they really both have in common is 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 the Tories really rather than although i think the thing that's interesting about this film, which is more about the the gig economy as well as lots of other things um it feels less targeted at uh the government it feels more widely targeted at systems of um Systems of oppression, the uh,
1: neoliber- neoliberal economies. Yeah, yeah, uh, which which in which no one takes responsibility for the oppression. It's like everything is computer says no, or machine demands that, or yeah,
0: yeah. So the film starts off with your main man, uh, Ricky, I think, is um, uh, he's got a wife, he's got a couple of kids to support, and he goes for a job at a delivery company, an Amazon type. Um, uh well they just did do, do the parcel deliveries mm. um but the job is sold to him as you you're your own boss yes so he has to own his own van or he can he can hire one from the company at 65 quid a day or he can have his own van so there's really no choice there mm. um he has to make the runs you know if he doesn't make the runs then he pays uh fines he, if he, if he needs to have a day off he needs to find a replacement driver basically everything that the company should do yes is now on him but he's a franchise owner, so that makes it great. And, of course, the, it, it's just it's complete bollocks, and you mm. know this from the start. Mm. Um, so he's under a, a, an awful amount of pressure. Yes.
1: The thing that I hate about Ken Loach's films, and it applies to this one as well, is that it's relentless, right? It's like misery heaped upon misery, heaped upon misery, heaped upon misery, really. And you just, and you know it's coming. So,
0: it feels oh, like a parody early on, the way that everyone has something. No one is allowed to kind of escape. I mean, there's even one point where someone's walking a dog and the dog has three legs. I mentioned yes. to you, like, even the dogs can't escape yeah. from misery. So, um, and, and I think, I mean, there were moments in this
1: film that I found quite touching, mm-hmm. you know, but I just have a real fundamental philosophical worldview that is different than Ken Loach's. I don't believe working-class people are like this. I am a working-class person. And this is just relentless misery upon relentless misery. Actually, I had this experience when I went to see his Sweet Sixteen in Paris. And the theater applauded in Paris. And I thought, the reason why all these people are applauding is because this is the way that Frenchmen like to see British people. Right? In, like, housing estate, drug addicts, like, miserable. Right? Like, you know, with not a moment of joy... Or or humour in the whole thing, and actually, I think this is a bit like this. You like, see,
0: I would say actually, what what really emphasises that is that you do get just a moment of humour in this, which is when they're eating the curry, ah. and it's in the trailer. Dad eats the vindaloo, and he goes, "You got to be a man to handle this," and then he chokes because. Yeah. Can't. Okay. You know, I, and that's the moment of joy. Okay. Well, but, I didn't find that that joyful or funny. No. But, it's, <laughs> the, but like that's but, supposed to—that's the moment of levity they have in their lives. they otherwise terrible, terrible lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so and. And so I suppose um, if you buy into this view that if you are poor, your poverty equals de facto relentless misery, uh, then you know kind of the film is for you. I don't believe that. I mean, of course, I do think that poverty is terrible and that it's really oppressive and that people's lives are diminished as a result of it and that it's really unjust. But I think even within all of that, you know uh if you're if you know being poor doesn't mean you don't have a sense of humor you know it doesn't mean that you're you know that people aren't kind to you uh that you don't have great sex you know that you you know you might be beautiful i mean there's all all kinds of that you might have a lot of love you might give a lot of love right like you you don't see any of that in ken loach's films it is just like one miserable thing after another and I, and i and i just Disapprove, And actually, I think in at moments like this, one of the functions of art has to be, h- h- you know, we know the world is miserable. I don't think he's showing us anything, you know, that an educated person or that a person who reads a newspaper, or in fact, if you're a working class person, you know it better than anybody, right? We all know this, right? Kind of what we don't know is how to get through this, really. And I think, you know, what he's showing us is stuff that we all know. Right, so he does kind of give an emotional context for it. He allows you to feel kind of with it, right? Um, but kind of, it's relentlessly miserableist
0: and I hate it. Can I disagree in part? Of course. Um, I think to an extent, you're right that he's showing us stuff that we all know. We all know these stories from the papers, from from, from like dispatches on Channel Four, whatever it might mm. be. We know about these stories about how people are oppressed in all sorts of ways. Um, and about how, like, for, so the wife in this as well is a carer. She doesn't, you know, she's kind of given the run around. She she can't. She doesn't have the support that she needs to yes. do what she needs to. Do, all that sort of thing. Um, but I think it's one thing to intellectually know it, and it's another to dramatise it. And I think the way it's dramatised here, although you can absolutely see all the cogs turning, and you can see like one misery after another piles on and on and on. It's pretty scary, actually, how plausible. It all is well, I and how it's, realistic it's made. I think it's more than plausible. I think it's true. But but the point yeah. is, it's scary because of it. You, you can you can believe, kind of. You think oh, I think in a way you kind of think there, but for the grace of God, go I. Like actually, this is how bad it could be, and it wouldn't take all that much to be this to be to be in this awful situation. And the thing that you say about the people not having not not being able to love or anything like that, I don't think is quite true because they. They do express love for each other. They they're they're a very tight family unit. They have the They have the very tight family unit, but their love speaks through how they struggle to stay together. That's that's the best thing about
1: the film. Though I also found some elements of it bewildering. I thought, for example, the young boy knowing uh, the financial strain his family is in, you know, for him to do things that would cost his father like a week's wages, I just don't get that.
0: I think. Uh, um I kind of imagined myself in his shoes a little bit, and I thought, maybe he doesn't know. Like, I mean, the thing is, as a parent, how much do you actually tell your kids about the financial situation you may or may not be in? But they do um, tell. Do, I well, mean, the top father
1: top. does say, up you top know, top. I he, have to pay £100 for this and £100 for that. And,
0: yeah, but I was kind of paying attention. I'm not sure I'm not sure that that ever makes it to the son,
1: actually. I know there was a, a dinner table conversation where the father tells him, you cost us
0: this much. He may have done, okay. You know, well, but that's after um, he's acted out, you know? Like... You know, he may tell him the consequences, but I think the thing is, before you, as a parent, I think I think he does what parents do, is, is try and protect his kid and not tell him everything that he's going through. Not only that, you it's know, not necessarily the kid's business. I, I um, so I could understand that. I kind of, you know, I can see the kid acting out. I, I that, all, that all felt pretty believable to me. Hmm. Um, the way that the way that went, I know mean, there, there wasn't a point where I questioned it really.
1: I mean, for me, kind of, you know, it, it just would have been too much if on top of, like, all the misery that they're going through, you know, it would have been, like, a um, a dysfunctional family or a family, you know, a family where people hated each other, I mean, that really would have been Mm. even more unbearable. Though I did find it kind of unbearable. And actually, the last 10 minutes or so, I thought, you know, kind of, where is this heading? Like, you know, how can it possibly get worse? Is he going to kill him or something? Or is, is he going to run over one of his kids as a result of this... Being, th- I mean, yeah. it was just like you did, you did too kind of think, much. Gonna really? go. but I think I think uh, the
0: way it ended up was the kind of was an appropriate place, which is that he, despite everything that he's been through, he has no choice but to get himself to work, despite the fact that it's a fucking joke the way he's treated and lied to mm. by the guy who runs the company who says you're in charge, and of course he's not at all. Um, you know the fact that everything that transpires, despite so much of it not being his fault. Just being a consequence. So, you know, he can't make the deliveries on time because he's given so many of them. The daughter actually steals the keys, thinking that, you know, it will put things back to normal. She makes a mistake. She's a young girl. Um, it's not the son who does that. Uh, but, you know, that leads to further problems because she ends up costing him the day at work. Mm. Um, he's on you know, three strikes and he's out and he's already had two by this point. Like, he has no choice. Mm. But And then he ends up with this £1,000 because he gets beaten up. That's right. He gets beaten up. So he ends up in hospital. He's lost a day. Um, He's lost. he has to pay for two passports that were supposed to be delivered. That's 500 quid. He has to pay for the scanner that got broken. That's a 1,000 quid. So he ends up 1,500 quid and with possible broken ribs. But what I don't understand he has, is... He can't get out of the situation. You know,
1: at the beginning of the film, he says, you know, I'm paying this much for this, that much for that, insurance, blah. And I thought, well, why doesn't the insurance cover him being um,
0: attacked and robbed? Oh, it's true. It could maybe use more... Um Contextualisation, but that scene on the phone in the hospital where the, where the, your man explains to him, you know, this is what it's going to cost you. I don't think there's any questioning that the guy. I think what you ultimately have to take from it is that the guy's ultimately in charge, and that's a really shitty situation. And actually, it, rem- it made me think of the Downton Abbey movie in a way because what happens is the wife then gets on the phone to the boss mm. and says, "This is a fucking joke. How can you be serious about fifteen hundred mm. quid? You're going to take off my husband for getting beaten up." Mm. Um, but the husband is sat there going, "No, no, don't, don't, don't." Because he knows, I rely on this. We yes. all rely on this. Yes. And there was, and it reminded me in a different way of the servility of the uh, you know servants in Downton Abbey, hmm. where the thing with them was, oh, we want to serve, we love you, you're better than us. But and it's not the same here. It's not you're better than us. But it is well, the problem with but the, it is not being able to speak up. To well, except, you except the Downton
1: Abbey, you know, uh, film. Puts all the accent on the pleasure of serving, yeah, rather than yeah. actually the requirement or the 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 onerousness of serving that you have no choice. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so, they're, very,
0: they're very different uh, um, in that respect. Um, but uh, but it it still it has this sense of not being able to speak up to the person who you know you owe your livelihood to, mm, which is disgusting. Yes, I mean, I. Yeah, so. I don't know where I stand on Ken Loach really, because there's this conversation that's been going on on Facebook and things, and people have been speaking up about suggesting that the films that he makes are not for the people they're about, you know. Therefore, well, the I al- middle class.
1: I also, you know, I also don't agree with that. Yeah, no. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's true that, for example, working class people now won't go to cinema, right? Um, I think it's interesting also. If you look at the credits, how this very British film is financed by European funding from all over the place. Yeah, I saw Belgian, um,
0: French, British co-production. Exactly.
1: Thing. I think um, most people will end up seeing it on television, uh, and I imagine that the same kind of people who watch other social realist stuff on television will watch this. I don't. I don't actually uh, see why you know. Uh, uh, it'll be only uh, middle-class people who will see this stuff on television. I do understand how it might be mainly middle-class people who will see it at the cinema. And actually, I thought today was very telling because we were by far the youngest people in the audience and you were like the baby of the outfit, right? Like, (laughs) everybody seemed to be a pensioner, you know, watching this film. So, you know, so I think think that argument um, is valid, but only if you assume that this film will only circulate in cinemas, which is really not the case. True. So, and actually, I... So, on the one hand, I admire Ken Loach. I think he's very principled in almost every aspect, in his choice of topics, uh, uh, in the way that he makes films, in the way that they're circulated. So, for example, I think Pristine Garrity was saying today how he has a discount, or, you know, how he's got this thing where community groups can uh, rent the film at a much cheaper price, right yeah if they want to show them in community halls or so on, so you know, and I think people are too um, dismissive of you know what is a very very admirable principled stance on all of this, and I admire it yeah so i don 't have a problem with it. My problem is with him as an artist, and actually you know I kind of um I think his filmmaking to me is very much by the numbers you know i remember seeing the film that he did about the spanish civil war and it was like you know you had all of these different factions you know and anarchist groups there, and like you could just see all the wheels turning and yeah. you know and it was just and and actually in such a way that i thought it got it got in the way of understanding the human situation in that people suffering and pain yeah it's kind of it's an issue that you are kind of confronting rather that you know the drama of the people depicted yeah land and freedom land and freedom i hated it um so nominated uh, for the palm door they disagreed (laughs) sorry
0: nominated for the palm door i know and i daniel blake
1: i daniel blake won it i know You know, and, I mean, he is very much admired in Europe. You know, there's no question about it. Um, But, um, you know, and I suppose I admire him. Yeah, I mean, I certainly kind of, uh, um, yeah, you know, I've seen uh, most of, you know, the, the work that he's done in the last 20 years. I keep going to see it. But I keep having a similar kind of feeling about it, actually, that, you know, that uh, um, mm. it's almost like, you know, you are a socialist or a Marxist and you have an idea of the world, right? And you basically put people's lives through this rubric and and, and represent it, but only through the rubric. And the thing about, you know, people's lives and people is that they're messy, right? Kind of, you know, it's, it's not a pattern. It's not, you know, it's not a thesis. It's not kind of you know, people's lives are messy. And I think art gets to that messiness. And I actually, I don't think, you know, that mm. Ken Loach's films do. I mean, and I think this one probably is as close to it as, as I've seen, you yeah. know, because uh, the family is depicted with, with great complexity and with great love, actually. So, and I thought that was the best part, parts of it. All of the situations of both the woman and the man at work, right, to me were like, you know, you could just see the wheels turning, right? It was a a thesis kind of being dramatized. Yeah, this big hearted woman who actually really cares about her patients, but, you know, who's not allowed to give them the time and care that, you know, Mm -hmm. that she wants to give. Uh, And so actually she's manipulated into really giving extra time, which she's not being paid for, you know, just out of human kindness or her kindness is being exploited. Right. So, um, but you could see, you could, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could just see the argument kind of, and the same with the guy at work, and and actually all of the coworkers, you know, they're not they're not human interrelationships. Actually, even that bit where he goes to deliver a package and they get into this argument about you know the football, the football. It just felt like, ugh, yeah, it was right, like stilted. You could just see it coming. So, so oops. <laughs> Oh, well, so much for having the house clean.
0: (laughs) Okay. You didn't see anyone smoking in this film. Just you. Just me. (laughs) You know? Not for long. They they weren't even vaping. How's that for realistic? (laughs) (laughs) I, um, but I suppose the, the other side, is, yeah, that I was going to get to about where I stand on Ken Loach and not knowing where I stand is that you know I do see the arguments from the one side of, of of feeling the wheels turning or of or of the idea of who the audience might be or supposed to be and this sort of thing. But on the other hand, I think there is something really vital about this, and as you say, he is clearly very principled and he wants to make a difference. Yes, and I think that is admirable. And the thing you were saying about you know. Um, you know, in, in this film and I suppose it's true, it was true of I, Daniel Blake as well although I don't rem- remember it as well the idea that things just kind of start off bad and get worse and worse and worse and you can see it all mm. working mechanically while that's true um, is not necessarily unrealistic and and the fact that things do just get worse and worse and worse in these films is as I said earlier scary and I think I think meaningfully so it's not I don't think it's for effects it's, you kind of If anything's going to shock you into sort of changing your beliefs or trying to make a difference, it needs to be something that is this polemical. Except, you
1: know, again, you know, so um, as a polemic, I don't think it works because I do think we know this stuff. You know, he's not showing us anything new and it's nothing so shocking that people are going to take action about we we, but is there
0: a difference between what it shows and the way it makes you feel I mean films are about feeling and does it make you feel
1: well I mean I think for me it kind of I mean there was there was a moment with the uh the interactions with the sun that I was moved right but that was about the only moment and actually as I said the last 20 minutes of the film was like no 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 Mm. like uh, you know kind of in my head I was saying oh you know kind of how can he do this to an audience? Just boom, boom, worse, 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 worse. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, I I mean, you know. And I do think that part of the function of art and of drama and so on is, is well, you know, kind of the Frankfurt School always says is kind of, you know, it should show you the way that things are. So in this case, this film shows you the way that things are. But it also shows you, it's meant to show you the, you know, the way things should be and the gap in between. And I don't think this film kind of does the other bits, you know.
0: Mm. Um, Clearly I had a slightly different reaction because I think I was more affected by the the dramatisation of the way things are than you were. Mm. Um, uh, Because it did make me do a good deed, Oh, what was that? So, at the start of the film, you got the lights turned off because the lights hadn't gone off when the film oh, started. Oh,
1: yes. Shame on Cineworld.
0: <laughs> so, the lights didn't automatically turn down, or or, or or I don't know if someone does it, but anyway, the lights didn't go off when the film started, so you went out and got them turned off. And then, when the film ended, you rushed off for a cigarette because you were... Uh, the film The film had basically killed you, I think. So, <laughs> uh, so you went <laughs> out for a cigarette. And uh, and the lights didn't come back on while you weren't there. I didn't tell you this. And... Uh, I went out and eventually told someone, you know, you should really get these turned back on because of this. But I, I there were a couple of old people that sat on the front row, and I and I offered, um, you know, them help getting out of the cinema because they couldn't see. Ah. So I did a nice thing. So basically, so you every move to to a kindness, by yeah. Ken Loach. So every two Ken Loach films I see, I do one nice thing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, I, I, I might I might have just ignored them had it not been for this film. You know, if we'd gone to see Maleficent as we intended to. I don't think I would have helped any old people. I know. <laughs> like I,
1: and what a change that was, you know, from the expectation of going to see Maleficent yeah. to kind of... uh to seeing uh,
0: this. Seeing well, I'm glad this. we did, though. I think, you know, th- these... Um, well, I, I do think you know what you're going to get. I don't think there's a single surprise in this film. No, um, but... But there is still something valuable about it existing and seeing it. The one
1: thing I think we must comment on is the um, central performance.
0: Oh, yeah. Like um, they're all... Uh, non-professional or just about professional actors um Um, the father is great i did look this up give me a second
1: i think the mother was a bit stilted chris hitchin is fantastic you know it's a really great performance um, yeah,
0: and he's done. He's been a delivery driver in an episode of Coronation Street, and he's been in a few adverts. So okay. I mean, and I think he is basically the most experienced actor in the film. Right. And you can tell that there are so many non professionals. So it's not yes. just about people forgetting their lines and things. Yeah. Which is a bit annoying, but he is great.
1: Yes, he is great. I mean, the others are very. they're very good, but there's a slight stiltedness, or yeah, yeah. Um, you can tell really, uh, and the I worst, thought the young daughter was good. The Young Daughter was good. I like The son as well, though, you know, again, there are moments where it just comes across as like a bit stilted. Mm. The worst was The Boss. I do, you know. I uh, went
0: with him, I must say, until he forgot his line. (laughs) 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 I think it's like the last scene you see of him and he just stumbles across one line. And I thought, oh! Because up until then, although he's been a caricature, I did go with him. Mm. But you... I don't know. I mean... Do uh, do you think it's more the way he's written or the way he's played? Because I, I can totally see the way he's written being an issue. I think it's both. It's the way that
1: he's written and the way that he's played, you know because again, you know, a kind of a boss like that, I mean I, I, I do think that that Ken's, Ken Loach's films lack complexity for lack of a better word. Mm. You know So I could imagine that that boss you know, uh, I mean, you know, part part of his function is, is to, you know, to exploit workers, but he might not see it that way, right? He probably also has fears about his own job and his own status within the company mm. and how to get things done, you know, so someone like that, for example, might, uh, you know, involve humor or flattery or, yeah, yeah. there's a whole array of kind of human emotions that are brought to bear even on how you exploit people, right? I know what you mean. This was nothing. This was just, I'm boss, I have the power, you do this. Like, you know, a a boss like that
0: wouldn't retain employees for very long. Um, I think the film tries to head off that criticism at the past, though, because at one point he says... You know, I know people see me as nasty bastard number one, but I get the results and our depot's best in the country and we have the figures and this that and the other. So if I'm nasty bastard number one, it's for a reason. And like and so the film tries to have him say, Yes, I am a caricature and here's why But that doesn't really excuse it for being a caricature. And also all the
1: other interrelationships with the van drivers, I mean, you know, kind of you would have expected a lot more humour or jokes or Yeah. Yeah, like just the little I mean, you know, we know that life is grim for a lot of people. But actually, the things that get you through that grimness are humor, kindness, you know, so many things. And actually, to deny them all of that, to deny working people or poor people all those things that really are kind of like so fundamental to what makes us human is really a problem
0: for me. You know? I, I remind you again of the scene with the curry. <laughs> I, know, I agree with you I mean he doesn't even get to have sex with his wife you know she says tomorrow
1: yes you know um,
0: so I think the affection between them is
1: good you know I think uh, the interrelationships with the family are kind of they're knowable and thank God for them because otherwise the film really would be unbearable mm. you know so so I suppose I mean you know
0: but you think it's better than I Daniel Blake you were suggesting I that do said, th-
1: I do think that it's better than I, Daniel Blake. Yeah? Um, yeah.
0: Um, yes, I do. I mean... G- I think it's less forceful than I, Daniel Blake was, though. And I, I don't think it has... Although it has that bit where she's on the phone in this uh, to the boss and that kind of becomes a sort of centrepiece for just uh, exposing all of the, the stresses and, and, and the truth about his situation, that he's not in charge of himself and this sort of thing. She exposes that in dialogue. It doesn't have a moment that is on par with the... Yeah, you know, it's true. The graffiti on the wall in I Daniel Blake. It's true. Nor does it have a cinematic moment like that. I mean, he's not a very cinematic director. Um or, 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 I suppose to clarify that I would say he Ken Loach is not a director who shows an awful lot of aesthetic kind of variation. Yes. Um things were kind of shot with <laughs> all the he same sort of shots
1: and things. He doesn't trust in the image.
0: You know, I I think that's true. Um uh. but that's also probably a reason why this film will work on television. Oh yes. Um I- but, but that will. moment at the end of *I, Daniel Blake*, as I recall, it was you know he, you see him graffitiing on the wall, but you don't see what it is because yeah. it's kind of close up. And then when the film cuts out to a wide shot and it says *I, Daniel Blake*, this, that, and the other, that's that's that is a cinematic device being you Sure. And that's a, and that this, often, this film doesn't have a moment that has any cinematic effect like that.
1: No, and uh, I mean you know the film doesn't have a moment that would make an audience member stand up. And say, I'm ashamed of my country the way that I, Daniel Blake, mm. did, right? So, so it's true. Um, but on the other hand, I think it's kind of subtler, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know? That's a word that I think it's.
1: It's I think it's a better film. Uh, uh, so, so, a kind of a mixed bag. I think people who love Ken Loach... I mean, you know, this must be one of his best
0: films, really. Mm. Um, you it's know. less targeted, I would say. I mean, I, I, the word subtler did occur to me, but as well as that, less targeted at a clear enemy. You yes. know, the enemy in I, Daniel Blake, was absolutely clear that it was the Conservative government and everything they have been doing. Mm. And this is far less clear because it's about, as you say, neoliberal systems mm. of oppression keeping people in these types of work and, and lying to them about what it is and that sort yeah. of thing and giving them no escape yeah. you know you can't you can't just you can't put that down to a single government you can not part <laughs> there are parts that, that yes. you can you can uh, assign to the Tory government but it's much wider than that Yeah, the enemy is, is less uh, focused um, and you
1: know one of the things that I hated about this film it's like uh, you know there's that there's that lovely interaction with the old lady right mm. you know but, of course, like, you know, she was with the miners and, you know, you just have this photograph and, like, she was cooking for 500 people or whatever. And you're like, oh, come on, you know, like, wouldn't it have been more interesting to have made her, like, you know, a, a, a Tory, you know, kind of s- yeah, supporter. Like set in her, her ways. Set in her ways, like, you know. Mine. Yeah, like, and, and, and still show some kindness and human, and, and,
0: like... Yeah. I just it be sh- more interesting. yeah, everyone is is absolutely in agreement in this film apart from the boss. You know, or or I suppose anyone who is a representative of a system of oppression. Yes. Um although actually I would say not so much in the case of the police officer. So the son um is getting into trouble and he's skipping school and stuff, and he uh ends up being arrested for shoplifting and the dad has to leave work to go and attend to that. And so they're sat there in the basically interview room and instead of it being uh, a conviction um, it gets downgraded to a caution because the dad's mm. there to help figure this all out, and the police officer gives this gives this talk to the kid saying you know this is an opportunity that you have you have a family who loves you and that's the most important thing and I see people come through here who don't have families and it and it's awful you need to take this and and move on and use this as whatever he says it, it it comes from someone who is the most obvious kind of uh uh, agent of or authority. instrument of authority and oppression but he expresses apparently kind of personal discretion yes. and um, his own opinion mm. and so something nice which I thought was kind of interesting
1: yes I, I, I like that as well actually um, but I wish there had been more more of that I wish the film would have been better with you know more love and more humour mm.
0: That was one of the best scenes in the film. I like that. And it was, maybe it because it was such a surprise. Yeah. Because it was. Uh, but I mean, it
1: was still filmed as like a speech. Wasn't yeah, no, yeah. Like, it, you know. it wasn't, wasn't filmed so,
0: interestingly. Um, uh, yeah. So. There was one other thing Because quickly that occurred to me, which won't mean anything to you, but I thought it was interesting, which is um, on the sun's. Uh, he's got pictures of stuff that he's drawn posted around yeah. his room. He does graffiti and stuff. And there's a picture on his um, wardrobe of a character from a video game called Abe's Odyssey right yeah. and Abe's Odyssey is a film from like 20 years ago a, a, a game from about 20 years ago and it's about this little alien fella who works in a factory who ends up breaking free of of his shackles and I think I think I think the story in the game was that he finds out that all his mates are being used to create food mm. you know it's like a soil and green type of thing mm. and um, but it was brilliant you know and it was a really fun game and, but it had this it had this real sort of Kind of pro workers like fight to break out sort of thing going on, and it's only a a kind of a uh, it's a name check in here. You know, it's not even a name check; it's just a face that you might Mm. recognise. And I would doubt you did. I didn't. It occurred to me. I don't know anything
1: about video games.
0: (laughs) And I thought, wow, like I, I thought, Ken Loach can't possibly know about Abe's Odyssey. You know, who put this in the film? I'm just. I don't really have anything more to say about that, other than that it's incredibly curious to me. And I think it's lovely that it's in there because it's not just some video game that the kid plays, it's meaningful. Mm. You know, it relates to, again, systems of oppression, breaking out of the systems that you're in. You know, that's what that game's about. I thought that was yes. really interesting. I wanna know who put that there.
1: Well, I mean, I you know, I don't know very much of Ken Loach's working methods, but I imagine yeah. you know, it is a collaborative medium, so I'm sure yeah, kind yeah, of, course, of people yeah. brought in kind of different aspects to it. Um, I just
0: thought someone knows that, you know, someone knows what they're doing. Yeah. That was lovely.
1: Let's summarise this a little bit, because I do actually think that it's one of Ken Loach's very best films. So, if you like Ken Loach, it's some, it's a film that you should probably go see. Uh, as I said, I have a real kind of fundamental difference of, of, of world view with Ken Loach. Uh, so, you know, I kind of... I didn't see it through gritted teeth. That would be wrong, you know. Um, But
0: um, I think you saw it with a kind of resignation that, well, we should see this.
1: Yes, I did. And actually, and my own feelings, you know, for what they're worth is that it bore out that reservation, right? It was exactly as I expected it to be, except a little bit better than usual, you know. It was a a better film than I expected it to be, though the methods of getting there were exactly the same. It's very much... (laughs) A Ken Loach film. It is pretty relentlessly grim.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think the way for me to summarise it is: it is there was no surprise in it, apart from very, very few, and those surprises were really lovely. That bit with the police officer was really lovely, and 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 felt felt meaningful and felt good. And the bit where the dad, um, yeah, uh, realises he has to apologise to his son for hitting him because his son didn't take his keys, he dashed yeah. out, and he, and it's the way he says you know, God, I owe him a big apology. Mm. thought, yeah, you do, and you mean it, mm. you know? Just little things like that I liked, and it has these moments. Yes, it does. Um, and I was
1: thinking in a larger sense, though I have mixed feelings about this, so I was thinking in a broader sense that no one has bore witness to their time as faithfully as Ken Loach. Yeah, you can chart a social history of Britain through his films. Mm. You yeah. know? Uh, so I think that's very praiseworthy on the other hand. I was to feel a niggle and I was thinking well you know, you can also do it through Coronation Street or <laughs> Right or actually I don't know like some other genre through 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 the different types of uh, um, uh, Heritage cinema say mm. or you know the different attitudes to the past over time So it's not just Ken Loach who is kind of bearing witness you know, but I think he, you know, he does it in a certain in way. a certain way yeah that I think is a very valuable way. I agree. Know? So uh, I'm kind of I almost feel guilty for, you know, having the very considerable reservations that I do have about about it.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, it made me do something
1: nice, and so that means it must be working. You're underselling yourself. You're always doing nice things. Well, you I didn't do anything. Got nice. me a
0: spider brooch yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> two spider brooches. <laughs> I didn't do anything uh, nice at the end of our I- Daniel Blake, you know. Although, if anything, that guy didn't really need any help. Yes, he was he was happy as Larry shouting away. Um, well, no, I thought I, I don't remember that, that way. I think he was distraught that old. Yeah, night. no, no, I was. I not Yeah, he wasn't happy. Yeah. But, I mean, but he didn't need any help shouting. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought he needed a hug, actually. Yeah, he probably did. Uh,
1: so anyway, but um. Frankly, I would say, you know, see it at home on television. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that's the point. It's um We had a miserable experience. I Actually, I want to denounce in the world a little bit, right? Because it's outrageous. Fight
0: the power, Jose.
1: Yeah. You know, I want this like on record. It's outrageous that you pay money to go to a cinema. You make all the effort in the f- fucking rain to get there. You know, you watch all the bloody advertisements and everything and then the film starts and They forget to turn the lights off and you have to go call someone to turn the bloody lights off in a fucking cinema And then you know the 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 kid who came was very he came immediately He was you know, he, he, he was very kind and did it immediately But then to forget to turn the lights back on at the end of the film mm. is like you think why the fuck are you paying all this money for? So, like, you better get your act together, Cineworld, world, because you know one is running out of reasons to see movies at the movie theater. Well, you know, I think they did doesn't it. Help.
0: I think they did it to give me the opportunity to do something nice. <laughs> <laughs> they were <playing> the long <laughs> game. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was annoying. I uh, will tell you, the, the other thing though that just occurred to me because what you said—it didn't rain in this film, not even once—and oh, it's set up north, and it's supposed to be upsetting. Yes. So Ken Loach is clearly doing something. He's he's, he's subverting expectations. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I love the location actually. Mm, Newcastle uh, again. Yeah. as
0: as Daniel Blake was set in Newcastle um,
1: too. And I love the way that it's shown. You know, um, it's not the landmark places. It's not you know the fancy bistros. It's like you know these terraces and so on, um, which are a bit worn and so on but also very much lived in you. You do get, one of the things he's very good at evoking is a way of life. And I think Mm. the film does do that. Yeah, good point. Good point, Swain, John. Right. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. We're eavesdropping at the movies
0: and we are on... iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Hurrah. (laughs) At last. Uh, Our social media is Facebook and Twitter and our website uh, with 190 podcasts now is eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. com. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye.